You're listening to The Jeff Caven Show, episode 191. We win. It was inevitable. We win. We win. Hey, I'm Jeff Cavins. How do you simplify your life? How do you study the Bible? All the way from motorcycle trips to raising kids, we're going to talk about the faith and life in general. It's The Jeff Caven Show. Ah, the election is over, finally, and we won. We won. I'm so excited about this, and uh, I have been looking forward to sharing this with you like I was bottled up, and uh, it, it just hit me today. We win. We win. You know that from this point on now, life will be different. It will be different. Change is coming. Justice will abound and mercy. Mercy will be exercised across, across the entire, the entire world. Every single person. (laughs) There were times when honestly, I've got to tell you, I didn't know if we were really going to win. I was like, you know, up and down. Emily and I were talking about it for a while. I even thought that it, it could go either way. Not, not really Sure. It's like, it's like I can take a breath now and, and uh, glory in the outcome. Just bask in the outcome. I hope you're feeling the same thing today. Stop the worrying and, and the what-if scenarios. Wow. <laughs> so now we can get on with living. We can get on with living. It's just, oh my gosh, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. Uh, it just dawned on me. You you probably think I'm talking about the election yesterday with um, November third between uh, Trump and Biden, but it just dawned on me. No, no, that's that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a much bigger race. I'm talking about something that is much much bigger. The real race, the real battle, the real stakes, <laughs> and that uh, uh, holiness has triumphed over evil. I want to talk to you today about about the real battle and real winning in life because so many people are so worried about the outcome, just like the election, right? For the last uh, month or year, two years, maybe some people would say the last four years, they have been worried about what will happen at the next election. What's going to, you know, determine, it's going to be determined by the vote, but what's going to happen to my finances? What's going to happen to my social security? What's going to happen to my 401k? What's going to happen to my kids' college education? And Will we have freedom and on and on and on? And we have so many of these worries. And typically after an election, people are rejoicing or they are not feeling so good. And I can't predict how you voted or where you're standing today exactly. But I do know this, that in the greater battle of life, the greater battle of life, we have won. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. This triumphant victory of Jesus Christ that literally changes everything. It changes everything. And if Jesus were up for election and he was going against somebody else and you were really, really excited about everything in Jesus' platform, well, if the election was yesterday and we knew that he won today, there would be incredible rejoicing around the world. But so often we worry. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. Hey, by the way, I have 
Let's see. One, two, two, three, three, four, five. I, I have so many scriptures I'm going to share with you, and I'm going to make them available on my uh, show notes. And so if you will sign up by simply writing a text message to uh, write my name, Jeff Cavins, one word, Jeff Cavins, J-E-F-F-C-A-V-I-N-S, and you can text it to 33777, and we'll get you the show notes and uh, all the show notes in the future, as long as you want them. And that makes it easier. If you're driving in the car and celebrating or mourning <laughs> today, you at least have some good show notes that you can think about, because I'm going to talk about a battle that is far, far greater than Republicans versus Democrats versus uh, libertarians and independents. No, it's a battle that has bigger stakes. It's eternal stakes. And that is the ultimate battle between good and evil, the work of Jesus on the cross, uh, the uh, the stopping of the enemy, and the reward is heaven. We're going to look at look at all of that. But let me let me give you a little story by way of introduction that it's a true story that actually happened to me. And it, uh, it really reflected my way of thinking so often in life. You know, we, we believe that Jesus is Lord, right? I assume you do and I do. We believe he's Lord. And uh, we believe that he has the victory. We believe that he has defeated death, hell, and the grave, right? And we believe in the resurrection. We believe that we will be with God forever and ever. Amen, right? Yes, we do. But we don't live like it. We don't live like victorious people. We live like people who may win or it's doubtful if they're going to win, or something could happen at the last minute. We're just not sure. We live like defeated people. And even if you didn't get the outcome that you wanted yesterday in the election, November 3rd, 2020, there's good news, and that is that Jesus has overcome. He has won, and we are with him. Now, it was a number of years ago that uh, it was a Sunday, and the Minnesota Vikings were playing the Green Bay Hacker, Packers, and they were playing them on a Sunday, which started at 12 noon, and we got out of Mass at 12, so we uh, didn't want to sacrifice Mass for a football game, so we would tape it every single Sunday, and when we got home, we would, uh, we would eat first, and then, uh, then we would watch the game. And it was being recorded, right? And so I remember one game. The uh, we were I, I started watching it about an hour and a half after lunch. Emily went out to do some shopping or something. I don't know what she was doing that particular Sunday, but we I was watching the game and and the Vikings started off pretty good, and then the Packers came back, and by halftime I think the Packers were leading the Vikings like by three or something like that, and. And then it got into the third quarter, and the Packers scored again, and then another field goal, and they were threatening another score. And I'm thinking, no, no, I can't believe this. I can't believe it. And then it gets down to the fourth quarter, and it's looking like it's nearly impossible to win this game. And I'm thinking, yeah. And right about with five minutes left, and we're down by like 10. Emily comes through the door, and I'm thinking at this point, I'm so upset. I'm yelling at the television. I'm saying, you Vikings, I can't believe it. You always do this. Fire the coach. Get a new running back. We need a game player as a, as a quarterback. You know, I'm going on and on and on, and, and I'm mourning and weeping and 
<laughs> and then Emily comes through with like five minutes left. She comes through the, the garage door and she's all excited. And she said, wasn't that a comeback? And I'm like, no, don't tell me that. Now, the fact of the matter is the Vikings did come back and they beat the Green Bay Packers. But I didn't know it. She knew it because she was listening on the radio. I was listening to it on delay. And number one, she spoiled the game for me. It totally spoiled the game for me. But the funny lesson out of all of it was this, that I was worried and mourning and upset and filled with all kind of anxiety over a game that had already been won. It had already been won. It had already been won. And you, maybe over the last year or so, certainly the last number of months, might have been worried that your candidate wasn't going to win. When the truth of the matter is, there's a race that's bigger than the presidential race, and you have won if you are in Christ. You've won. And so I want to I wanna encourage you today to kind of change your, your, your view of living and that uh, realize that, and I'm going to show you some scriptures here, that the game is already over. We have won. Jesus has triumphed. You can go in on that victory, or you can ask like, you can act, act like uh, he hasn't won. And you can take on that worry, and you can take on that anxiety, and you can take on all of that angst in your heart. Or you can believe him that he has been victorious, and we can walk in that victory. Now, it's not as easy as just reading it and claiming it, naming it and claiming it. There's some work to do here. And the Lord is still, the Lord is still, uh, while he's victorious, there still is in our time and space a battle that is going on that we still have to fight and we still have to run and we still have to overcome, right? But ultimately, we know that At the end of the game, you know, we win. Look at the scoreboard. We win in Jesus Christ. And one thing for sure is that when we look at the battles in our life, whether it's in your marriage or your home, at work, finances, your emotions, whatever, the political landscape, whatever it might be, remember this, and this is really, really an important thing. And I'm and I'm going to get into some scriptures with you, but the the really important thing to remember is that the credit for our victory, the credit for the victory, goes completely to Jesus Christ, completely to Jesus Christ. Even even if we have run the good race and we cross the finish line victorious. It was because of Jesus, totally because of Jesus. And so we need to ask ourselves, what is the real race? Well, the real race, the real battle, what's really at stake is our souls. We're either going to be with God forever and ever and ever in heaven, the beatific vision, or we're going to be without God forever and ever and ever. You thought the battle yesterday was the biggest battle in the world. Give me a royal break. No, it wasn't. That wasn't the biggest battle in the world. It was miniature compared to the battle for your soul. 
only if we were as concerned about our soul and our children's soul and our grandchildren's soul as we have been about the presidential election. Oh, oh my. Would we, would we be in a different game? And, and sometimes we even have people that they, they'll say, well, you know, the battle is so high in the presidential election and there's so much goofiness going on in this and that. I'm not even going to vote. What difference does it make anyway? You know what that's like saying? It's like saying that my children are going to do what they're going to do and they're going to be influenced by music and social media and so forth and I can't overcome that. I'm not even going to raise them. I'm not even going to teach him. We don't want to have that kind of attitude. It's good over evil. It's the clean under the un, uh, over the unclean, mastering sin and glorifying God in our lives. And so you stay right where you're at. I'm going to talk to you about the battle. And I'm going to talk to you about your responsibility in this race. And I'm going to talk about the ending the victory, the crown. You're listening to a very, very triumphant Jeff Cavins. This is The Jeff Cavins Show. We'll be right back. The most important person ever to walk the face of the earth. The source and summit of all things Catholic. But do we really know him? Hi, I'm Dr. Marcellino D'Ambrosio, sometimes known as Dr. Italy. For 30 years, I've taught about Jesus in Catholic University classrooms, on TV, and on radio. And I've been surprised at how Catholics, fascinated with so many of the unique features of the rich Catholic tradition, seem to take for granted the very basis of it all, the person of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Some other Catholic Bible teachers I know have noticed the very same problem. So, Jeff Cavins, Dr. Edward Stree, and I decided to collaborate on a groundbreaking study that would focus simply on the life and teaching of Jesus Christ, filmed on location in the land where it all happened. Those who take this journey with us will learn amazing new things about the gospel stories they thought they knew so well, about his family, his friends, his enemies, his miracles. But even more importantly, they will come to know Jesus in a new and astonishing way that will make a surprising difference in their everyday lives. This study, Jesus, The Way, The Truth, and The Life, helps you learn with all your senses. The videos filmed on site in the Holy Land will change the way you visualize the gospel stories. The study guide includes gorgeous images, provocative quotes, illuminating maps, and challenging questions. The book that accompanies the study will have you riveted all the way to the end. Order the study pack now at ascensionpress.com forward slash Jesus and get immediate at-home access to the videos and the study guide while the printed components are shipped to you. Again, you can order Jesus the Way, the Truth, and the Life at ascensionpress.com forward slash Jesus. You'll be glad you did. Your life will never be the same. Ah, yes, I am excited today. (laughs) We win. We win. We win. And it was inevitable. 
It was inevitable. The, the victory was there. It's just a matter of whether we're going to be in on that victory. And I, that victory that I speak about is the victory of Jesus Christ over death, hell, and the grave. He's ascended. He sits at the right hand of the Father. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's the creator of the universe, knows every heart, even the number of hairs on your head. And he loves you infinitely. You were choosing between two candidates. Fine, but I introduce to you Jesus Christ, the Lord of Lords. Oh, he's so wonderful, wonderful. Okay, so we're looking at this, uh, this win, and it was inevitable. The first thing is I want to I want to share share something with you and encourage you in this, and that is that in the battles of our life, in the battles of our life, it's important to remember that God is the reason that we triumph and overcome. God is the reason that we triumph and overcome. He is the reason that the final the final outcome will be victorious. We can't take any credit for that final outcome. If we could, <laughs> we would have, but we couldn't. But God did, and he sent his son, and he fought the greatest battle. Like uh, in, the, in the Old Testament, David fought Goliath, right? He fought Goliath, and Israel fought against all of their neighboring nations, Egypt and Assyria and Babylon, Persia, Greece, and Rome, and, and they weren't able to overcome all the time. And it's Jesus. That's the reason. That's the reason that we overcome and triumph today. A day after the election is because of Jesus Christ. Listen to these scriptures, and I'll, I'll give them to you in the show notes as a uh, uh, after-party celebration. You can go back to them and, and, uh, and, and look at them. Read them. Meditate on them. Send them to your relatives. <laughs> Congratulations. So number one, Psalm 108.13 says, With God we shall do valiantly. It is he who will tread down our foes. It is he who will tread down our foes. That's Psalm 108 and verse 13. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 18, and verse 27 says, But he said, What is impossible with men? You have any situations you think of, you feel downright impossible? What is impossible with men is possible with God. It's possible with God. Amen to that. Second Corinthians, Paul writes to the Corinthians, and he says in, in 2 Corinthians 2.14, he says, But thanks be to God, who always, who always, who always, repetition is my emphasis, who always leads us in triumph in Christ. Can you say that with me? But thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph in Christ and manifests through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. Again, what's the point? What's my first point here? Is it's important to remember that God is the reason that we triumph and overcome. He is the reason. And again, Paul wrote to the Corinthians, this time in 1 Corinthians 15 57, and he said, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> it's like it's like the day before an election and you're you're you know wondering and people are debating whether Jesus is going to get the victory. No, that's not my debate. I know the outcome. And it is through Jesus Christ that we have the victory. So, what do we do? Thanks be to God. We give him thanks. We give him praise. We give him glory. You know that word thank 
in Hebrew is todah. It's the same word that we have Eucharistia, the Eucharist, Thanksgiving. And it's at that mass that we enter into the greatest victory in the world. If you're feeling down today, if you're still questioning, you don't know, maybe. My, my prescription to you from here from Dr. Cavins is to go to mass today and sit, kneel, stand, and enter into the victory. Enter into the victory. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, that's the first point. The second point is, but you must run a good race yourself. You must run a good race yourself. 1 Corinthians 9.24, Paul says, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may win. Now, this is beautiful because we know on one hand that Jesus Christ has gained the victory. He has gained the victory for us, and and that victory is our victory if we're in Christ. Yet, Paul, at the same time, while he's saying that Christ has given us the victory, he's saying you need to run to win. You need to run to win. In other words, there is a participation together, Jesus and his people, his family, the church, his disciples. And so we are called to run the race. And I remember a theologian saying this one time, and I thought it was really good. The theologian said, he said, you need to live as though it's all up to you. You need to believe as if it's all up to Jesus. And, and then when you do that, when you work together and you say, Lord, I believe you that you have the victory in my life, but I'm going to live, I'm going to live like you are depending upon me to be faithful and to do your work and to be upright and to, to, to think like you and to talk like you and to live like you. Then you have coming together an, an amazing combination of the victory of God and and we're acting like we are a part of it ourselves. I like that. Let me read it again. Do you not know, this is 1 Corinthians 9.24, do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may win. That means that means today. That means tomorrow. When you wake up, you're going to run in such a way tomorrow. You're going to live in such a way that you may win, that you may win. Hebrews 12, uh, the first couple of verses of Hebrews 12 say, therefore, since we are surrounded, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Wow, again, you got kind of that combination, don't you, of the work that Jesus has done that ensures a victory for for the kingdom of God, for all of us in the kingdom of God. But at the same time, Paul says, listen, you're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. That's the communion of the saints, right? My posse, my crew. 
And he says, let us also, not only are you surrounded by great people in this, in this, in this race, but also he says, lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. So you've got a great cloud of witnesses around you. You know, in, in my crew, my posse, I have St. Augustine, I have, I have St. Francis, I have Mother Teresa, I have John Paul II, I have St. Joseph. Those are the five that I walk with every day, in addition, of course, to Jesus and the Blessed Virgin Mary. It goes without saying. But, uh, but, but I'm surrounded by these great saints, and I also, myself, I get rid of every weight that's weighing me down, every sin that is clinging so closely. Why? Because I need to run the race with endurance myself. And so this is part of that second point that, that you must run a good race yourself. Yes, he has won the victory, but he expects us to run like winners. Daniel, in the Old Testament, Daniel chapter 12 and verse 3, those who have insight will shine brightly like the brightness of the expanse of heaven. And those who, who lead the many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. That's the kind of life that we want to. Uh, that's the kind of life that we want to live. I remember what uh, it said in Exodus chapter seventeen. You remember the great Exodus when they came out of Egypt, and Moses led them out. It says in verse eleven of chapter seventeen, Exodus. So it came about when Moses they were fighting the Amalekites, uh, when Moses held his hands up, that Israel prevailed. And when he let his hands down, Amalek prevailed. So you see there, even clear back in Exodus 17, this, this working together, this combination of God brings the victory, but he does it with us. He does it with us, and in the end, it is all because of him. But we come to know him in that battle, and we come to trust him even more in that battle. It's like God said to Joshua, he said when they, when they came over from, the, from the, the plains of Moab in Joshua to take the land of Canaan, God says, I didn't allow you to utterly take the land. In other words, it kind of looks like there's an incomplete victory here, doesn't it? No, God says, I, remember, I <laughs> didn't allow you to utterly take the land so that you would lean on me. You would come to me. I brought you here to show you that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And then Luke 21, verse 19, you can get all these in the show notes. I'm giving you a whole library here of some good, good victory notes. Good victory notes. Luke 21, 19, by your endurance, you will gain your lives. By your endurance, you'll gain your lives. In Colossians 3.23, I love this one. Colossians 3.23.24, it's another post-race party verse. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. That's a good little, uh, that's a good little uh, tip that, that, that God gives us there, and that is, yes, he has the victory. Yes, we work with him. And whatever you do, Paul says, you do it heartily as for the Lord, not for other people, not for, all, not for self-gain or to be known in the community. Do this for the Lord. You're serving the Lord, 
You're serving the Lord, and you are going to enjoy the victory that he has provided. Wouldn't that be something someday? (laughs) You talk about the day after an election. Wouldn't it be something someday to suddenly realize that we're with Jesus forever and ever and ever? Wow. 1 John 5, 4, For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Our faith. Now, faith isn't faithism. It's not just believism, is it? We've gone over this before when we've been talking about uh, the keys to a disciple's life. When we talk about faith, emunah in Hebrew, pistis in Greek, we're not talking about just believism. Faith has two components. One is making intellectual assent. Amen. I believe that. Lord, I believe you. And the second is a personal entrusting of ourselves. And so we could say this, and we could interpret 1 John 5, 4 by saying, for everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. You make mental assent and you entrust yourself to God. Congratulations, folks. Congratulations. You have overcome the world. Christ has overcome the world. We are in Christ. And then Philippians 3, 12 through 14, not Paul, listen to what Paul says, not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Isn't that great? Now let's get to the finish line, shall we? We've got a few minutes left. Let's get to the finish line here. This is the victory, Matthew 20 and verse 16. So the last will be first and the first last. You feel like you're in last? You feel like you're not going to overcome? I've got good news for you that if you're in Jesus Christ, the last will be first and the first will be last. James says in James chapter 1 and verse 12, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Talk about, talk about coming across the finish line. It's not going to be a couple stalks of, of celery they stick on your head. It's going to be what? It is going to be a crown of life. Wow, can somebody say amen on this podcast? 2 Timothy 4, 7, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And let me conclude the show with this. It's Revelation 19, 1 through 9. Just listen to this. This is going to be fantastic. It's for you. The Lamb's Supper, to be with God, sharing in his life forever and ever. You can show me all the post-election parties you want, all the inauguration parties. It doesn't compare to what awaits you. As a child of God, as a disciple of the Lord, It doesn't even compare. Listen to this. This is Revelation chapter 19, verses 1 through 9, and I'm going to end with this, but this this is incredible. After this, John says, 
I heard what seemed to be the loud voice of a great multitude in heaven crying out, Hallelujah! Salvation and glory and power belong to our God, for his judgments are true and just. For he has judged the great prostitute who corrupted the earth with her immorality and has avenged on her the blood of his servants. Once more they cried out, Hallelujah! The smoke from her goes up forever and ever. And the twenty-four elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshipped God, who was seated on the throne, saying, Amen! Hallelujah! And from the throne came a voice, saying, Praise our God! all you servants who will who fear him, small and great. And then I heard what seemed to be the voice of a great multitude, like the roar of many waters, and like the sound of mighty peals of thunder, crying out, Hallelujah! For the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and exult and give him the glory. For the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. It was granted her to clothe herself with fine linen, bright and pure. For the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. And the angel said to me, Write this, Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true words of God. My friend, we win. We won. Let's live like it. Let's live like we won. Realizing that it was impossible without Jesus. All praise, all glory, all honor goes to Jesus. But however the election turned out for you, I just want to encourage you today. You are part of a much, much bigger battle that wins. It wins in the victory of Christ. (laughs) And for that, I am happy today. And for that, I'm joyful. For that, I'm exuberant. I win. (laughs) Ah, we win, we win, and it was inevitable. Let's, 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 Live like this and share the victory with all of us, all of those around us. I want to pray for you, and uh, and I want you to take this message and give it to other people. Maybe they're discouraged. Maybe they're not. I don't know. But I do know this. We have reasons for rejoicing today. And we don't even have to wait two weeks. We don't have to wait a month. We don't even have to wait for the Supreme Court. We, we know about this victory because this is the true words of God. The true words of God. The ultimate Supreme Court. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Lord, together with all my brothers and sisters, we raise our hands in victory and thank you, Lord, for all that you have done in our lives. We give glory to you. We praise you. We thank you for giving us clear clear sight, clear thinking, a clear perspective on what's really happening in the world. Lord, We ask you to use us going forward to make this victory known, to live this way, and to share the good news with all the people that we run into. We thank you for this. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. 
Amen. Name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, my friend, I love you. And I'm asking you to pray for me, and I'm going to continue to pray for you. We win. <laughs>